Welcome to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long. With your hosts, Calvin Wright and JT Runkey. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Profit Podcast, the Profit Fantasy Football Show. I mean, we did a little, little slight rebrand there. Uh, but today we've got the starts and the sits for week one, the first starts and sits of the season. So exciting. JT and I, my co-host, wasn't able to record uh, this week live. My schedule was a bit of a mess. He was doing a live show down in Nashville, actually. Super exciting. Make sure you check out the Hot Read podcast there. Really, really neat what they're doing down in Nashville. If you're a Titans fan, pretty much a must listen. But we were able to record separately and put this together so you can dominate week one and and kill people, metaphorically speaking, in fantasy football. Starts and sits. So I'm going to give a few running back starts, and then I'll insert his starts and sits, and then I'll give a few more. So it's going to be a good a, a good show. And I will say, apart from the Jameer Gibbs, my rankings and projections so far have been very accurate this week. Uh, I was two points off on my Dave Montgomery projection, 0.1 points off on my Amon Ross St. Brown projection. I was one point off on my Patrick Mahomes and one point off on my Jared Goff projection. So a solid Thursday night for fantasy football projections for me. But my number one start of the week at the running back position, and these are basically when I stat out this week, who do I have a lot higher than consensus? And the guy that is so high up is Bijan Robinson. I think it's a very overrated defense he's going against in Carolina. I think Bijan Robinson, what I've got him statted out for is 80 rushing yards, 0.8 touchdowns on the ground, three and a half receptions, 40 receiving yards, and 0.2 touchdowns, which totals up to 21.5 fantasy points, which puts him as my running back three in my rankings. I'm seeing him farther down on a lot of lists. So I'm expecting really 120 total yards and a touchdown. I don't think that is too crazy for Bijan Robinson. Drafted eighth overall by a team that wants to run the ball with a great offensive line. I think Bijan Robinson has a statement game. I don't think they ease him into things like the Lions did with Jameer Gibbs. So I am very high on Bijan Robinson. Obviously, you're starting him if you drafted him. I want to fully endorse him week one because a lot of people are now saying, oh, the rookies get off to a slow start. Yeah, a lot of them do. Bijan isn't going to, though. He's not one that's getting off to a slow start. Starting with my first must-start player, it's got to be Chris Godwin for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Godwin is going to be the wide receiver one in this new Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense led by Baker Mayfield. He's going up against a Minnesota Vikings defense that has a suspect secondary at best. They lose pieces from last year like Patrick Peterson and now are relying on guys like Andrew Booth Jr. and Lewis Seen to kind of pick up the slack. I'm not exactly confident in this group yet this season, which means I expect Chris Godwin to fully take advantage of that this Sunday. He is Baker Mayfield's favorite target. Not a guy who's known for the deep ball, but is going to be running a lot of routes and getting a lot of volume this week. I expect on volume alone for Chris Godwin to have a big day. 
My next must start this week, staying with the wide receivers, I am taking DeAndre Hopkins to have a huge game against the New Orleans Saints. It'll be his first game as a Tennessee Titan, and in the last three games he played against the Saints, he averaged 8.3 receptions per game, along with 83.6 yards per game. He's a guy that's going to get targeted early and often. Even if Marshawn Lattimore is out there, I don't expect him to be fully healthy this week, meaning that DeAndre Hopkins is going to have another huge week. Now, Cam Akers is my next start of the week at the running back position. I've got him projected for 15.6 fantasy points, which puts him right as my running back. What is that? Uh, My running back, I think 12 on my rankings. So, a lot higher than a lot of other people's rank. My running back, 11. 80 yards on the ground is what I'm expecting, 15 through the air. And I think that there's an over 50% chance at touchdown. I've got a 60% chance. So Cam Akers, especially with Cooper Cup out, is going to be the focal point of this offense. Now, because of that, they will be able to stack the box, and it might not be as explosive or uh, efficient as it was at the end of last season, but I think that... I think that Cam Akers can get it done, and he was drafted pretty late in sleeper leagues. He went in the sixth round. He's someone that I'm very high on week one. And right now on sleeper, if you're into kind of, you know, the skill-based games, um, if you want to put a little money on Cam Akers and potentially win some, Cam Akers is currently, let me find his over-unders on sleeper. Uh, if you do play on Sleeper, make sure you use code PROFIT because it'll match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks when you use that code. But Cam Akers, look, they're projecting 0.5 touchdowns with a 2.31 times multiplier. So I'm going to take the over on that because I obviously said there's a 60% chance at a touchdown. And in terms of rush yards, they've got him at 63.5 rush yards. I have him at 80. So those are two lines that I really like for Cam Akers, and I think that he has a good chance at hitting. Now, Kenneth Walker is my sit of the week. The groin was re-aggravated. Not a good situation, especially when there's Charbonnet behind him, and they have really great pass catchers as well. I think that Kenneth Walker sees a pretty disappointing game. Look, I have him at 14.5 points, which ranked as my running back 17. But with that groin aggravation, I'm changing the lines a bit. I think the touchdown... Projection goes down a bit. I think the total yardage goes down a little bit. And honestly, in my newest rankings, he's started to drop really as soon as this morning. And once I change those couple lines with the touchdowns, which I don't think is too bullish because or too bearish because, look, he re-aggravated the groin, he drops even farther down. Uh, he will now be ranked as my running back. 20 behind J.K. Dobbins, Khalil Herbert, Aaron Jones. So not super high on Kenneth Walker this week. I've got him for 50 yards, 0.4 touchdowns, 1.5 receptions, 15 yards, and a 20% or 2.2 touchdowns through the air. So yeah, I think that the path to fantasy success for Kenneth Walker this week is falling into the end zone, especially with that groin injury. I think he's going to lack the explosiveness that he needs to be really productive. JT, what do you have for us? The next guy that I consider a must start this week is Miles Sanders for the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are playing the Atlanta Falcons, who last year gave up on average 130.3 rushing yards per game. That screams absolute value for Miles Sanders. And now considering that DJ Chark and Adam Thielen might not play this weekend, the Panthers and rookie quarterback Bryce Young are going to rely heavily on Miles Sanders, both in the run game, and I expect him to get a lot of volume in the passing game. 
This is a guy that I'm starting in all my leagues, and I suggest you do too. My next guy that is a must start this week and maybe a guy who is on the waiver wire for some of your leagues if you have Travis Kelsey, I'm starting Tyler Higby in all of my leagues. Look, Tyler Higby last season averaged third best in the league for average receptions per game with eight, just behind Travis Kelsey and TJ Hawkinson. This is a guy who is going to get the main volume in this Los Angeles Rams offense with Cooper Cup out. The only other receivers that are in this offense are Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, and sixth-round rookie Puka Nakua. Matthew Stafford's going to lean heavily on Tyler Higby, especially in this first game with Cooper Cup out, but I expect going forward Tyler Higby to become a main focal point in this offense, and I'm starting him with confidence this week against the Seattle Seahawks. My final must-start guy for this week is Geno Smith. Look, he's going to probably have his dynamic trio of wide receivers in DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and Tyler Lockett this week against a Rams defense that might be starting more rookies than not. This is a this is a team that is going to score a lot of points this season, and they get a great start and matchup against the Los Angeles Rams, who really are going to have to play from behind this entire game because I see Geno Smith having a case to be a top five fantasy quarterback this week. I am backing Geno Smith this week and hoping to watch the fireworks show. Now, my wide receiver start of the week is Chris Olave. When I started out this week, he came in really high as my wide receiver for. I've got him for eight targets, seven receptions, 85 yards, and 0.6 touchdowns, which once I do the my little formula, ends up with 19.1 fantasy points, very similar to what we saw, actually exactly similar, to Amon Rossi Brown's game last night. Look, quarterback upgrade, by and large, the favorite target in this offense, especially with Kamara out there, isn't that check down safety net for Derek Carr. Derek Carr has a history of hyper-targeting. He did it with Darren Waller, did it with Mari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, Devontae Adams last season. Insane amount of targets. I think Chris Olave is that guy, and you should start him with full confidence. And once again, on sleeper picks, I already know that I am going to want to take the over at whatever he's projected. They've got him right now on sleeper picks. Honestly, for receptions, I have him at 7. They've got him at 4.5, so I would take the over on receptions. I think that he'll be hyper-targeted, especially in this game against Tennessee. I think that they will be throwing the ball quite a bit. So they've got him at 66.5 receiving yards. Not as bullish on that. I think the touchdown and high receptions is more of the lock, though. Uh, my next wide receiver that I'm very high on and starting everywhere is Jahan Dotson. He came in as my wide receiver too, especially Terry McLaurin is banged up the foot injury. He may or not may or may not play, but he won't be 100%. I've got him for 5 for 17.4 touchdowns, which ranked 14.4 points. Very solid game from Jahan Dotson, an eighth round pick on sleeper leagues if you just drafted. And then my start at wide receiver, my bench, my, my sit, my big bust is DJ Moore. I don't think he's going to see a ton of, of high-quality targets. I've got him for 4 for 60 and .4 touchdowns. I think they'll run it in for, for touchdowns with Justin Fields, and I think that Komet might find the end zone as the tight end there, and I think that Khalil Herbert has a good chance of finding the end zone. And I don't think that DJ Moore, unless he rips off a big like screen pass like he did in preseason, I don't think he's going to find the end zone. Without that, I've got him at 12.4 fantasy points, which is a sit given where he was drafted as kind of a potential wide receiver too. Now, my big quarterback start of the week. Now, JT, what do you have for us? 
Now let's move on to the guys that I am sitting this week in all of my leagues, starting with Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is now the focal running back in this offense with CJ Stroud as his rookie quarterback. He is going up against a Baltimore defensive front that is very stout and really good against the run. And already the Houston Texans have lost three of their starting five linemen for the season. I expect the Ravens to get after the quarterback and stuff a lot of opportunities for Damian Pierce. Even though he will get the volume, I don't see him performing on volume alone. If he does perform this week, it's going to be because of his own talent as a runner, which I'm not super high on. So therefore, I am sitting Damian Pierce. The next guy I'm sitting this week is another Buccaneer in Mike Evans. Look, he might not even play this week because of ongoing contract disputes with the team. Also, I just don't like the connection between him and Baker Mayfield. Obviously, Mike Evans is a huge deep threat, something that Baker Mayfield is not known for or hasn't really had the capabilities to do in seasons past. I expect him fully to be the wide receiver two option in this offense. And until he kind of has a bigger role, I am sitting him here on out. The next guy I am sitting this week is Marquise Brown. Look, Josh Dobbs will be the quarterback this week for the Arizona Cardinals. And outside of James Conner, I am not starting any of these Arizona Cardinals players. The Washington Commanders have one of the best secondaries in the league, and with Josh Dobbs coming in only about a week and a half ago, I don't feel great about this offensive unit, so I'm sitting Marquise Brown. My final sit of the week is James Cook, and I know what you're thinking. Yes, he is one of my profit-approved guys, but in this game, I don't see a path to fantasy success for James Cook. They're going up against a very stout Jets defense that is going to be looking to stuff the run and get after the quarterback in Josh Allen, causing him to run a lot more than I think Buffalo will already want him to. I think he's going to take the game into his own hands, which means the running game for the Buffalo Bills isn't going to be great in this one. So I am sitting James Cook this week. Now, my big start of the week at the quarterback position, I'm sorry if I'm rushing through all of this. Really, it goes off of my my projections, and uh, there isn't as much to talk about in terms of all the matchups and injuries because it's, it's week one. So I'm just trying to get you the information as fast as possible. But Justin Herbert, I statted out 310, 2.7 touchdowns, 1 interceptions. That's 21 pass points, and then 15 rush yards. And I think that he'll end up with 23.3 fantasy points, which ends up as my quarterback two, right behind Jalen Hurts, who's projected for 23.5. So I am all in on Justin Herbert. Obviously, you're starting him, but I think that he's going to be a difference maker this week in fantasy football. I've got him above Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, all of those guys. Patrick Mahomes, I projected 20.8. Ended with 19.5. So my, my I know it's a sample size of one, but my quarterback projections this season have been spot on. Uh, and with Tua, he is my sit of the week at quarterback. I'm projecting 225 yards, 2.2 touchdowns, but two interceptions. I don't think he has any real chance at a rushing touchdown or rushing yardage. And I think he finishes with 14.8 fantasy points, which is disappointing. It's disappointing. You got Waddle. You got Tyreek Hill. I don't think it's going to be prolific uh, week one. I think that the offensive line is going to struggle this week. I think Tua will make some bad interceptions, some bad mistakes. Like he kind of has at the end of last season, that eight-game stretch. Very disappointing decision-making from Tua. I think he finds the end zone a couple times, a couple big plays. 
but I don't think it's going to be a really solid streaming option. I, in my rankings, am higher on Derek Carr and Jordan Love by about a point and a half for both of them. Jared Goff, even, I had at 15.7. Obviously, I was one point off there, but that's really where I am with uh, with with uh, Tua right this week. I'm not super high on him. So those are my starts and sits of the week. Uh, now we can talk a little bit about strategy week one. Uh, really, it does come down to starting your studs. Don't overthink things week one. And even if you started Jameer Gibson or burned, that was, I think, the right call. You spent a third or fourth round pick. You got to play the studs week one. You can't get sneaky with matchups. We don't know enough right now. So start the studs unless your stud was Tua or DJ Moore or Kenneth Walker. Then don't start them. Those are the three that I'm kind of out on even if you invested draft capital. So yeah, this was a very quick episode. I wanted to get you the information fast, let you start your team, let you listen to it, think about it, maybe check some other sources. So that is what we always want to do on the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Get you the information you need, get it to you fast, not a ton of fluff, and help you dominate this season. So thank you all for listening. We'll be back here on Monday to recap week one. I'm so excited that football is back.